Alex DeBrinkett is on his way out of Ottawa, and allegedly one of his preferred destinations is Dallas. And on today's episode, we'll discuss the pros and cons of the Stars pursuing Alex DeBrinkett in a trade. All of this coming up on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, Every day, I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Wednesday, June 21st. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We are always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen to your podcasts. And I know I had said that we were probably going to start some draft discussion today. And I do intend to do that at some point uh, with the NHL draft now one week away. But this feels like a little bit of a bigger story as there's some rumblings coming out of the capital of Canada that Alex Dabrinkit is on his way out of the Senators organization. And it's believed that one of his preferred destinations uh, might be Dallas, Texas, to potentially, potentially play with the Dallas Stars. And today I intend to dive into all the details of why Dabrinkit is wanting to leave Ottawa and then discuss the good and the bad that would come with pursuing Alex Dabrinkit. And I feel like I need to clarify that because after my Eric Carlson episode, there are people that flat out believed that it was my hope that Carlson would come to Dallas. And if you listened all the way through that episode, I did present some arguments for why he could come or why it could be a good idea, but ultimately uh, landed on the side that the star should probably avoid an Eric Carlson trade. And so there's people out there that don't want to listen to the whole episode and just take what they see on Twitter uh, as you know face value. But saying it from the get-go, I will be presenting both sides of the argument later on in this episode. But let's jump into the details of how these rumors even began. Uh, the Dallas Stars are very familiar with Alex Dabrinkit. He spent the first five years of his NHL career in Chicago. 11 goals, 7 assists, and 18 games played in 22 games against Dallas while he wore a Blackhawks sweater. And then after one productive year in Ottawa, 27 goals, 39 assists. He is looking to join a different team south of the Canadian border. And according to Bruce Garrick, I, I might be pronouncing that name wrong, uh, a writer for the Ottawa Sun, it's believed that the Senators have elected to take the Brinkett to arbitration to see if they can get a 15% discount on his $9 million U.S. salary next season. The Brinkett is a restricted free agent currently uh, and looking to play elsewhere. It's ex it's speculated that Dabrinkit wants to be a number one left winger in the NHL and playing on the same roster as Brady Kachuk is currently preventing that for Dabrinkit in Ottawa. It's also believed uh, that Dabrinkit has several teams 
of interest. According to Garrick's article in the Ottawa Sun, those teams that he is allegedly interested in joining are the Nashville Predators, Florida Panthers, Vegas Golden Knights, Detroit Red Wings, and your Dallas Stars. Dabrinkit is 25 years old and is entering the prime of his career. So there are many teams that would be interested and thrilled at the idea of adding such a talented player to their roster. Uh, and it's an odd situation, but I can understand where Dabrinkit is coming from. Ottawa is certainly taking some steps in the right direction. They weren't a playoff team this past year, but they were relatively competitive in the Atlantic division, uh, arguably the toughest division in the NHL this past season. And, you know, they, they have some good building blocks there, but this is a guy in Dabrinkit who believes that he is worth uh, you know, a, a massive, massive eight-year deal worth eight or nine million dollars. And I think rightfully so. I think his st career statistics back up those beliefs and that he does deserve to get paid somewhere. And he's spent the first six seasons of his career on non-competitive teams, uh, Chicago first and then Ottawa. And, you know, he's having to play second fiddle to the captain of the team who just so happens to play the same position. And so it makes sense that, one, he wants to go to a place where he can be kind of the number one guy in terms of offensive production or at least be a premier player in terms of offensive production. A few of his desired teams, it's hard to say he would be the number one guy, but he certainly uh, would make a huge impact offensively for any of the teams that are listed in Garrick's article. And also it makes sense that he wants to go join a competitor. Uh, Florida, Vegas, Dallas, all extremely competitive teams this past year. While Nashville wasn't too far removed from being in the postseason and Detroit, similar to Ottawa, is taking some steps in the right direction uh, and are a little better off than they were a few seasons ago. But the addition of a player like Alex Dabrinkit would likely elevate uh, Detroit's level of play and make them a better team. Even with the addition of just one player, I do believe that Dabrinkit can have that kind of impact if he goes to the right location. And according to the article, Senators GM Pierre Dorian is looking to move Alex Dabrinkit before the draft. And again, the NHL draft a week from today by the time you guys are hearing this episode. And if not, then he could be looking to move him at the very least before the opening of NHL free agency on July 1st. So all of that to say, this move could happen very, very soon could happen within the next week, could happen within the next few days uh, because, you know, the Senators want to try to get the most value that they can for a player of Alex Dabrinkit's caliber. Uh, you don't want to let a player like him walk for nothing or, you know, really to get nothing in return for a guy who scored 66 points for you this past season and has been an incredibly productive offensive weapon throughout the early stages of his NHL career. So things could start to move incredibly quickly with Alex Dabrinkit here over the next few days heading into the NHL draft because the Ottawa Senators are also lacking in draft capital right now. Uh, they don't have a pick through the first three rounds of the 2023 NHL draft. And so you imagine that they're probably going to be looking to get some sort of draft compensation as well as I'm sure either prospects or players that are NHL ready uh, and prepared to join the Senators' current roster and play alongside guys like Claude Giroux, Tim Stutzla, uh, and plenty of other really nice young talent that has been acquired and built up in Ottawa uh, to hopefully be a competitive club and be gunning for a playoff position, maybe a wild card spot uh, here in the 23 
2024 season. Now, that's kind of the situation with Alex Dabrinkit, and that's kind of how we've gotten to where we're at. We know that this move could happen very soon. But should the Dallas Stars pursue Alex Dabrinkit? Should they be interested in acquiring him and adding his services to their arsenal? Well, now I'm going to jump into a time where I present both the good and the bad of adding Alex Dabrinkit. We'll do that coming up next. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. Don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day for all the everydayers out there continuing to make our podcast a part of your daily routine. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as discussed in the previous segment, Alex Dabrinkit, one of his teams of interest includes the Dallas Stars. So there's a chance, a chance that Dabrinkit could be wearing a victory green sweater at the start of the season. But is this a wise decision? Is this something that the Dallas Stars and Jim Nill should even consider uh, in terms of a move to be made this offseason? Again, I want to attack this from both sides, and we'll start with the good that could come from adding a player like Alex Dabrinkit. And then a little bit later on in the episode, I'll talk about the cons and maybe some reasons why the Dallas Stars shouldn't look into making a move of this caliber. But let's start with the, the pros, if you will. For starters, this guy, Alex Dabrinkit, an absolute stud, an offensive weapon, 50-plus points in every NHL season that he's played so far, except for the 2019-2020 season, which was cut short to the COVID-19 pandemic, where he ended with 45 points. I really do believe that he probably could have gotten to that 50-point marker and probably a little bit higher if that season is able to be played out to completion in a normal aspect. He has 450 games of NHL experience in which he has scored 187 goals. He has two 41-goal seasons through the first six seasons of his career. Plain and simple, this guy can score the puck. This guy can make moves offensively and can just absolutely dominate a game from the forward position. And we've seen him do that, again, on not necessarily competitive teams in Chicago and Ottawa. So just imagine what he could do with a talented roster around him and a team that is competitive and making runs at the postseason year in and year out. Many teams, including a lot of the ones mentioned, and I'm sure even other ones that haven't been mentioned yet, uh, would be very thrilled at the idea of having an Alex Dabrinkit in their lineup every single night. You would be adding true scoring depth to your roster if you are the Dallas Stars. You could elevate your offensive efficiency beyond what it already was elevated to this past year with Pete DeBoer, his first season in Dallas, a success for the organization, the offense firing on all cylinders to bring can play five on five and he can play on the power play as well. And I believe he even has some minutes logged in the penalty kill. So he can really play in just about every scenario that you could imagine, uh, which would be a very useful weapon 
for the Dallas Stars. We know that they like to have those players like Europe Hintzes of the world that can play in just about every area of the game. And you have the potential to add another player around the same age as Rope Hints, who can do a lot of the same things that Hints can do. And then, you know, you would double that production, uh, and that could spell trouble for the rest of the league if both of those guys are wearing victory green sweaters. You would have to imagine that Debrinkit is probably playing on the second line with Tyler Sagan, which would be a ton of fun and would be far and away Sagan's best line mate option. Uh, if, if he's not playing with anyone on the top line. No disrespect uh, to Mason Marchman or Ty DeLandria, but neither of those guys are Alex Dabrinkit. And I think playing alongside Tyler Sagan would bring out the most in Tyler Sagan, and we would start to see him produce a little bit more often, uh, maybe more assists than goals. But, you know, if the defense is really drawn towards Alex Dabrinkit, I think that could open some things up for Tyler Sagan and vice versa. I think that that could be an incredibly fun duo to watch. And again, that'd be the, one of the best teammates that Tyler Sagan has ever played with uh, during his time in Dallas outside of maybe prime Jamie Benn or Alexander Radulov. And that would be a huge upgrade from what Sagan was having to work with over the past season. Again, no disrespect to the guys on the current Stars roster, but Alex Dabrinkit is a truly special offensive talent uh, that would add so much to the Stars lineup and especially to that second line, uh, adding that true secondary scoring that the team so desperately desired for chunks of last season. And the Stars would also be getting him at the early stages of his prime. He's only 25 years old. And, and can you just imagine the, the core for the next handful of years being Jason Robertson, Rope Hintz, and Alex Dabrinkit on top of Miro Haskinen and Jake Ottinger. That would be an incredibly challenging team to beat and an incredibly fun team to watch for Dallas Stars fans. And I mean, would just put the NHL on notice. An incredibly fun core to think about because you would be getting to bring it in the early stages of his prime and you'd be getting him for a full likely eight year contract. And then, you know, he starts out playing on the second line, playing alongside Tyler Sagan. But then whenever Joe Pavelski does decide to retire and, and hang up the cleats, you could probably move Alex to up to that right wing position and he could get top line minutes alongside Jason Robertson and Rope Hintz, again, forming what is probably what would probably be the best line in the NHL. And it already is one of, if not the best line in the NHL with Pavelski in that position. But then you get a little bit of an upgrade with speed and you get a, you know the same amount of scoring ability, if not even more so with a younger and more youthful Alex Dabrinkit playing alongside two of the best forwards in the game in Hintz and Robertson. It seems like there's a ton of endless possibilities for what Pete DeBoer and the coaching staff could do with Alex Dabrinkit if he does come to Dallas. And obviously, I can see why anyone would be thrilled and excited at the idea of him wearing a Stars sweater next season. I did ask on Twitter, Stars fans' thoughts on this idea of Dabrinkit coming to Dallas, just to kind of gauge where people were at. Uh, not necessarily a right or wrong answer. People are entitled to believe what they want to believe and hold uh, to what they want to hold to. And it was a lot of mixed reactions, but really a lot of the good ones, you know, people were saying, can you imagine adding Dabrinkit to an already pretty loaded offensive lineup? Uh, and, and, you know, you would get a ton of production from that group. So it certainly is something to think about in that regard, but, with all of the positives, there do come some hesitancies, and there's plenty of reasons uh, why the Dallas Stars should maybe avoid looking to make a trade for Alex Dabrinkit, and I'll cover those here coming up next.
third and final segment of today's episode of Locked On Stars. Should the Stars pursue Alex Dabrinkit in a trade with the Ottawa Senators? And I presented the, the pros and the good that could potentially come from that. But there's also plenty of cons and plenty of red flags as to why the Dallas Stars should not pursue Alex Dabrinkit. With any Dallas Stars trade talk this offseason, everything begins and ends with the cap situation. As stated earlier and as stated in the article from the Ottawa Sun, Dabrinkit will be coming with a massive price tag. He will take up a good chunk of cap space with his $9 million salary next season. So he's not going to be cheap, which wouldn't just be an issue for the Dallas Stars, but the Dallas Stars don't necessarily have a ton of cap luxury right now, sitting at around $7.4 million in cap space. So it would take a lot of movement to acquire a player of Alex Dabrinkit's payout, you know, paycheck. You would probably have to buy out several players, including Ryan Suter, which depending on who you ask, that wouldn't necessarily be a negative, but it would have to happen. And at least from what we've heard from Jim Nill, the Dallas Stars don't seem to be interested uh, in buying anyone out this offseason. You maybe could buy out a Yanni Hockenpah or Colin Miller. Neither of those guys as big of a cap hit as Ryan Suter. Both of those players making under $2 million, but maybe say you buy out both players. But then, you know, even though that money does add up to maybe around $4 million, you still find yourself down two defensemen and you have to go and find new guys to take their place and you have to spend money to do that. And so how much money would you be willing to spend in that regard to get backup defensemen when you're already having to spend a ton of money on Alex Dabrinkit? And perhaps you could maybe move on from a contract like Basin Marchment or Radek Foxa, but both of those players currently have no trade clauses in their contracts. So any trade that you know, would, would require either of those players would also have to require their consent to be traded to wherever the Dallas Stars would be looking to send them. And in this case, that's probably Ottawa, if not somewhere else. Uh, but again, the Dallas Stars are a competitive club and Marchment and Fox are probably interested in winning some championships. It would take a lot for them to be moved uh, with the no trade clauses in their contract. So it would be incredibly difficult for the Dallas Stars to just create a, a boatload of cap space in order to acquire a player like Alex Dabrinkit with how heavy of a price tag uh, that he will be demanding once he does leave the Ottawa Senators. And, you know, the Stars, even outside of those players, outside of the potential buyouts and the potential other trades with NHL veterans, Ottawa would probably be looking for a pretty hefty return. As I stated earlier, they don't have a first, second, or third round pick in this year's draft, and the Dallas Stars would not be able to compensate a ton in that regard as they are also missing their first and third round pick in the 23 draft. They do have that second round pick, uh, but it's going to take a lot more than a second round pick for a player like Alex Dabrinkit. So they would probably be looking either for prospects or NHL ready players. And that's really where my fear starts to set in because they would probably want a Wyatt Johnston, a, a, a Maverick Bork, or a Logan Stankoven. And also, you know, Alex Dabrinkit allegedly wants to be that number one left winger for whichever team he eventually plays for. But that wouldn't really happen in Dallas because there's this kid, maybe you've heard of him, he's named Jason Robertson, who is currently occupying that role for the Stars. And as good as Dabrinkit is, uh, Jason Robertson has been a far more productive player, uh, at least over this past season, well, with the Dallas Stars scoring 109 points. So Dabrinkit, again, probably not going to be the number one guy with the Stars, if he does choose to come play in Dallas, probably would be 
you know, put in that number two left wing spot. Again, maybe there's the potential he could come up and play top line minutes once Joe Pavelski retires, but he would have to wait at least one season for that to happen. And it really all comes down for me uh, with those prospects and the idea of the stars potentially having to give up too much in return. I just don't see the, the, the point of, you know, giving up a guy like Wyatt Johnson, who still has two more years on his ELC. You're paying him less than $1 million a season. He might not reach the numbers of Alex to but based on his rookie campaign, I think that he could get around that area. I think, I don't think it's a wild, you know, assumption to think that why Johnson could be a 40 goal scorer at some point in his career, if not in his second or third season in the league. And you would be getting that value for way less money. And the same could be said of Maverick Bork and Logan Stankoven. You could get maybe not as, as high production, but you could still get very good production and very good offense from those two players for not as much money. And I really do also think that the Dallas stars just in general would be better off focusing their resources on bolstering the defense and re-signing some forward depth pieces that they, you know, could, you know, realistically re-sign. Ty Delandria uh, is really the big one this offseason, as well as, you know, Evgeny Dodonov, Max Domi. You would, in theory, like to keep both of those guys, but maybe only one is a little bit more of a realistic option. But another big kicker in all of this is, even though Debrinkit may say he's interested in Dallas, there are other teams that he is interested in, and the Red Wings were one of those teams listed in the article in the Ottawa Sun, and it makes sense because the Red Wings play in Detroit, which is just about 30 minutes from where uh, Debrinkit was born in Farmington Hills, Michigan, uh, grew up around the Red Wings, and that's a place where he could go and be the legitimate number one left winger. Really, his only competition there is Lucas Raymond, who is a fine player, uh, but not quite as good or as experienced as Alex Debrinkit. And as I did state earlier in the first segment, adding a player like Debrinkit would work wonders uh, for that Detroit club and would certainly elevate their game offensively as well. So while Alex Debrinkit is a great player, a phenomenal offensive talent, he would add juice to the Stars' offense. I don't think it's a wise move. I think the Dallas Stars would be wise to strengthen their roster elsewhere, whether that be defensemen, uh, re-signing some forward depth pieces, or you know, making some moves in free agency or trades that don't cost as much money. Because as we saw this past season, they have some really good pieces in place. I don't think it was a fluke that this team made it to the Western Conference Finals. It's just a matter of, of you know picking up a few extra pieces and really bolstering that defense and making sure everything is locked down and sound. And that's how the Dallas Stars can take that next step. Give Jake Ottinger some proper help. Add some proper defensive depth behind Miro Haskinen. And I think that's the true path to success for this Stars team. It would certainly be flashy to add a player like Debrinkit, but even with all that offensive production, you're probably still uh, not set defensively like you would like to be for a true run at a Stanley Cup. But let me know if you're watching on YouTube in the comment section down below your thoughts on the Alex Debrinkit rumors. I know, again, many of you on Twitter shared my sentiment as well that, yes, he's a good player. It could be fun, but it, too much money, and you know you wouldn't really be bolstering and improving other areas of the roster, and it probably wouldn't be a move that takes the Dallas Stars to the next level where they could truly win a Stanley Cup. But again, let me know in, in the comment section down below here on YouTube your thoughts on the Alex Debrinkit rumors. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to the show, 
on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We are always free and available no matter where or how you may choose to listen. You can also find and follow us on social media at LockedOnStars, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. And we'll be back all throughout this week. We'll talk some draft eventually. And you know, there's some other players out there that the Dallas Stars could potentially pursue. Oliver Ekman Larson has been, you know, bought out from the Vancouver Canucks. Curious to see what his future looks like. We might discuss him in the future episode. So be on the lookout for all of your offseason coverage for Dallas Stars hockey here at Locked On Stars. But I hope you guys have a great, great Wednesday. Take care of yourselves, and we will see you back here tomorrow.